My heart sings in a key no one has heard. And when I think you're brilliant, but you can't I'm not sure if you would have taken doctoring seriously. Um, I don't think doctoring is a thing that you're allowed to not take seriously. Yeah, like, people do it. I mean, and people get sued for malpractice. Exactly. I'm like, malpractice suits are a thing. When poets aren't prepared at their shows, is that malpractice? Yes, absolutely. Is there shots? Nope. Yeah, we are live. This is Collective Verity's 16th episode of Truth for Truth. I am one-fifth of the collective Starbucks poppy himself, even though the new barista at Starbucks couldn't get my drinks right. And that really snatches my buffs. You gotta stop. And to my left we have... Danny Unspoken. Y'all, please pray for me. I am here with King Venti because I refuse to call him that other name. And I need all the help and prayers I can get. And that's it. <laughs> New Legit, on paternity it. leave. Wait. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. Corzetta is... Is this breaking news to everybody? Corzetta is uh, playing 2K with her daughter. She didn't face scan the baby into the game. And playing. <laughs> <laughs> she created a my player for her new baby? Yes. That baby ain't hit a month she old yet. A, a facilitating sharpshooter. Oh, my goodness. I mean, hey, she got some precision to be a month out the womb. And Brittany is still on wedding leave. She is still on wedding leave. Bridal leave. Yes. Let's call Brittany. Okay. She didn't give a recap of her wedding. <laughs> you want to call like right now? Yeah. You um, call. Oh, okay. So, so I'm Rory now. I mean, I'm always making the phone ring. Okay. Um. Okay. Please hold. This podcast we might call in a couple of people, so if you are listening, keep your phone by your side. You understand they can't hear you because this isn't live, right? I don't understand a lot of things. Oh, but you just asked if you would be a good neurosurgeon. Mm. Gotta make some things clear for you, won't you? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that you did not go down that path made it a little bit clear, but maybe not. While you're dialing Brittany, let me tell you what happened to us yesterday. Oh, who's us? Me, Alex, and Evan. So we was doing our boxing workout mm-hmm. outside. We went to the tracks we did. We went to the tracks so we can do some wind sprints before and after the workout. Please explain what a wind sprint is. What does that mean? So when you, all of you who are familiar with a track, right? Uh, a, a wind sprints are typically when you take the longer part of the track and sprint down that. The and, outside. Yep. And okay. then jog the other way and then sprint down the other way. So you run, you sprint the long side, jog the curve, and then sprint the long side again? Okay. So we did six of that before the workout, Mm -hmm. and then we did two after the workout. 
Why? Um, because and altogether we did two miles of running. Mm-hmm. But for boxing, it's about expending a lot of energy and recovering. Okay. So, although running long distances increases your cardio, it isn't the same type of way that your heart works in boxing. But that's not what the story is about. Okay, my bad. My so, bad. being a person of color and trying to work out outside in a white neighborhood is difficult. Mm. The first person who drove past us said, Hey, y'all some bees. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, why did y'all get this energy? Racism. We invited him to come join us, but he declined. Oh, for sure. The next person, it was two two other white guys in a truck. And this guy just kept trying to give us advice. And we like, fam, like, we cool. But he was, like, giving us, like, offensive advice while we were doing defensive drills. We were like, fam, it's okay. So he's like, man, do you know... I got like a little cousin who boxes. He's on the east side. His name is DeHawk Adams. Never heard of him, sir, but wish him the best. Okay. You guys should really like look him up. Connect with him. Offer grass shit. I said, again, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I don't like, I feel like the east side slander is coming. Nope. Nope. Okay. So he's, he's like, he's about y'all age and y'all size. How old are y'all guys? Like 21? Y'all grown, man. 27 and 28, sir. Mm-hmm. You could hear the disappointment in his verse. He's like, oh. Well, yeah, man, you should just go over there and check him out. I'm like, how long has he been fighting? He said, uh, he's about 17 and no, got 17 knockouts right now. I said, in my mind, that's a train. Okay. I'm like, what's going I on? didn't say that's a train in my mind, but that's a train in the background. Telling me that he has 17 fights doesn't let me know how long this man has been fighting, but whatever. It doesn't. What I think he wanted us to do was go spar the Hulk Adams. And let me tell you something. I'm not sparring no man named the Hulk with 17 knockouts. He not about to have me mixed up into them ropes. So Look, you, you're saying Hulk, like H-U-L-K, not yes. the bird. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Like Bruce Banner. Okay, okay. He wanted us to go get lined up. Mm-hmm, for sure. I'm cool. Surely he did. Nope. Pass right. on that. Is it just because he's from the east side or? No, because this man apparently is trying to box as a way to feed his family. I'm not. I get a check from a non-profit. So that means there's a different level of intensity that he's going to bring to the ring. Oh, he's he's a professional is what you're saying. He got a nickname. (laughs) Like, you got to put in some work to get a nickname. You don't have a nickname? Or you got to get worked. Okay, well, that don't sound pleasant. Like, if your name Sponge? <laughs> Probably not the right profession for you. Probably not. You might need to be doing something different with your life. So then, we go back, and another dude honks at us, and I'm like, hey, y'all need a trainer? So at this point, we ignore it, like, fam. But then we turned around, and it was one of the trainers from our boxing gym, so. Okay, so was he just trying to troll y'all? Yeah. Okay, that's. Shout out to the Hulk. I'm not sparring you, my guy. Shout out to the Hulk. You just actually made Juan be humble for a second. That's oh, fam, look, you don't play boxing, so gotta know your limitations. Have you found Brittany's number yet? Uh, it wasn't lost. I'm just not about to call this newly married woman. Man, call Brittany. <laughs> Please hope. Um, 
Do I need to be plugged in? No, you just gotta put. Okay, never mind. I got a trick for you. <laughs> yep. Okay. This is why I get paid. Nothing for this. Not a thing. Well, maybe more than we know. Oh, that's how you do that. That's why I got my degree in broadcasting. Oh, your degree in communications? Broadcasting journalism specifically. Brittany ain't about to answer. She not. She being nasty. First of all, she not being nasty. Fam, married people are nothing but nasty. That's... You have reached mm. Dang. Dang, don't mm. So how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> You're not about to act like this just didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that is hilarious. So, my week was busy, but it was a great week. We had a chance to um, go do some poetry. And speaking of Brittany, shout out to her pen. She, along with Dewan, penned a, a fire piece. Um, we broke it down a few episodes back, Be Safe, Make It Home. So Dewan and I had a chance to actually go to um, Washington, D.C. to do this poem for some uh, work people um, while Brittany was enjoying for her. For some work people? Married life. Yeah, for some work people. It was people. the Community Champions Award. I, I wasn't sure if we were allowed to say where, names and all that. Where Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist was awarded. Mm-hmm. The guy who co-founded Facebook was awarded. Talk your talk. The director of Jump was awarded. Uh-huh. I'm blanking on the last person. I'm sorry. It was it was five people, but... Blanking on the last two people. I'm sorry. Why the co-founder of Facebook was up there? So... I was constantly thinking of who played him in the movie. I still haven't seen the movie. The Social Network. Yeah, I haven't so seen how it. So did, how did you enjoy our trip? Uh, to DC. So, a couple things. Number one, every time, and this is like my second or third time going. This is my second time going as an adult, third time in my life. Every time I go to DC, I never understand what um, what makes it so historic. But this time was a little bit different. Um, so while we were at the venue, one of the um, women who work for the organization that originally um, asked us to come out was kind of giving us a history lesson on some of the buildings that we were um around and so i was i'm i'm a history person i like historic architecture i'll say so i was internally spazzing out that was really cool um can you say that no still what spazzing out why couldn't like that like pc um i think that's like a slur now Polit- so it's politically correct to say spazzing out? It's, it's not PC. Okay. That's a different... Kind. I have no idea. I can't keep up with everything that's okay and not okay. So I'm just going to say words that I'm familiar with. Okay. Um, but no, it was it was amazing. It was great. Um, super, super, super loved the decor of the venue that we were at. I'm really, really mad I could not take that couch. It was fire. Um, and I, I, we met some really, really great people at a really, really good time. Um, I was kind of sad that we had to come back because I wanted 
to spend a little bit more time um, exploring the city of DC, but it was great. I think it was probably the second highlight of my week. The first being um, a really, a really breakthrough moment for somebody at another training, another work related thing. Um, that was amazing just to see somebody come out of their shell um, and like step up in a, a, a leadership position that I've kind of invested in was dope and the entire room saw it happen so um, that I felt like a proud parent <laughs> that's dope yeah yeah like that was what's up? that was really good so yeah I had a good that was a couple days out of my week so yeah so Chris Hughes is the guy who got an uh, award? He's you know, the co-founder of Facebook. Say this man's name. He's the co-founder of Facebook. He got awarded. Yeah, I know, but he ain't signed no waivers to be named on our podcast. Fam, <laughs> his life is literally social media. Patrick Maple is the guy who played him in the Social Network movie. I have no idea who that is. He played Ricky on Grey's Anatomy. Who is Ricky? Okay, I don't, I don't what know. What season? Uh, 2011? <laughs> I don't know. Have you watched True Blood? Nah. Mm. Apparently I'm not re- well watched. Never mind. I enjoy DC. <laughs> so, why? how did you enjoy the experience? We, we body the poem per use. Shout out. Oh, that was the thing. I was stupid nervous that's why i said shout out to britney and her pen because uh dewan and britney originally wrote this poem and um i had to memorize it in place of britney so that we could do this poem um and make the performance worth the trip for everybody else who experienced it so i felt like this this immense enormous pressure especially since i was trying to memorize in such a short amount of time so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Um, I think we, how many times did we rehearse it? Like five or six times? The attempts were more. Man, listen. But we got through it. We did get through it, but I was I was nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like River, where we never get it right in practice when we go on but, stage. And- <laughs> I did on stage. So that was dope. Um, I played a little back and forth with the assistant event planner. Mm-hmm. And I was... I've never been so confused on how to read a person. Was it scandalous? Yes. It was so funny, though. (laughs) Uh, What was funny? And expound. Okay, so... So, me and Dewan arrive at this event. And just to kind of paint the picture a little bit, this is... um, Excuse me. When we got there, it was like... It was like a, a cocktail hour type setup on a rooftop in the middle of Washington, D.C. So all the type of fancy vibes, right? And so um, he and I have been trying to rehearse this poem for, I don't know, probably about an hour or something by the time she came up there. But like the moment that this assistant person, um, assistant event planner arrived, like she just kept making eye contact, like with Dewan. He just just kept and every time he moved around the room she would pop up around the room so it was very much like okay i'm pretty sure she's feeling you like i'm pretty sure she's into you so um we we had got a chance to rehearse and i told him i was like okay look fam 
because he was like hey hey she what was the word you used was it hovering something to that effect technically that was the word i used yeah it was something it would appear as if right because we never had a confirmation it would just appear as if and maybe she wasn't i want to let that be a possibility as well maybe she wasn't maybe i was tripping maybe she was just looking in my direction and i happened to turn every single time um but so he he says this and like legit so we're we're standing me and Dwan are standing next to each other and she can, was on the I, go ahead for one moment go ahead you're hello do not say anything incriminating you are on the podcast oh my goodness she knows I this I <laughs> um well as you know, it's just me and Danita this week. Happy that. Yes. And last week, <laughs> last week we did a, a recap of your wedding. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you didn't do a recap of your wedding, or you haven't talked to the podcast in forever. Uh, but we didn't call you last week because it was the honeymoon week. So uh, wait, 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 wait! Before you get into all of that. <laughs> it's the yes, you're on. You're live on the podcast. I want the, no, the podcast live. Did, did you listen to the last podcast? <laughs> Can y'all hear him? Tony no. says hello, podcast. Hey, Tony. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I've been asked to do a recap of the wedding. Yep. Oh, okay. So. Well, how did you feel? Guys, how did it go? The wedding went good. It went. <laughs> The wedding went good. Um, just a few hiccups. Um, so to anyone out there planning a wedding, make sure that your planner knows exactly what's supposed to happen today. Um, the collection came through, though. Like, Danita was an amazing host. She was threatening people out. Thank you. Um, Wine was really there for Tony um, and support. And Rob was, too. He's a friend of the collective. Um, but, yeah, I got to marry the love of my life. We had Woo-hoo. an amazing honeymoon. In Toronto, and now it sucks because I have to go back to work today. But yeah, marriage is great so far. I love it, and everybody should do it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was the cutest <laughs> little laugh. Do you, you want to give anybody any marital advice after all of seven days? Don't let the wedding planning stress you out, like for real, because we are like two totally different people now because we don't have the stresses that we had. And it's, like, such a relief to, like, be these new people without stress. So, like, be very intentional on not letting the wedding take away your joy. Um, it's just, like, really stand in the moment. You got to be open to um, to changing, basically. I mean, that's the number one thing is you're bringing your life together with another human being. Um, so you have to be open and just humble, basically, um, and submit it. So... Um, yeah, don't let the stereotypical norms of society um, kind of like guide your thinking, but just be open. I mean, you really thought about that. I did. I didn't think about it. You've been waiting for somebody to ask this question. <laughs> you know how you've been waiting? Like, you got wisdom and you just can't wait for somebody to ask you. Try to get these bars off. Like, yeah. We tried to tell the podcast that me and Dufay actually behaved during the wedding. Um, Even though we almost. No. We almost lost Rob. No. <laughs> no. No. We didn't behave? Y'all did not behave the day of the 
Well, you did it. What did I do? <laughs> what you did? You trolled my wedding planner. You did. Okay, you did. <laughs> she went along with it though. She recovered nicely. She just kept she changing did. up the she name. Santa Claus. <laughs> I wouldn't have landed on that one, but hey, whatever. All right. <laughs> Wow. But we're going to let y'all get back to marital bliss. If y'all make a baby anytime soon, make the middle name Verity. Make it what now? The middle name should be Verity. Oh, um, that's a little ghetto. I mean... <laughs> is it though? You are the yeah, queen ratchet of the uh, collective, so... This is also true. Uh, I am. This is true. She said, that's a little um, ghetto. <laughs> well, y'all enjoy whatever y'all about to enjoy. Um, this is oh, a... This is, uh, uh, that's what y'all calling it. This is a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, it was nice talking to you, podcast listeners. I love y'all. I'll be back in December. Love you, so too. I miss your face. I miss you, too. We're we supposed to be having family dinner coming up soon. Just let me know, because, you know, y'all be talking too much in group chat, so... I don't know. We're just going to go visit Corsair and have family dinner. Basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. He don't. All right. He don't know we don't, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. And yes, I did wave, even though she can't see me because it was not a FaceTime. It is a force of habit of mine. Don't judge me. So, DC. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and Dewan are standing next to each other, and we're talking. I am... Standing to his right, and the young lady in question, who, by the way, was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Made just like I like him. Anyway, so she was like... That was a little too much? A little bit too much. Um, <laughs> so she's like slightly off to his left, okay. not even standing six feet away. So like, you would think that the three of us were having a conversation is how close she was, basically. Um, and so I was like, all right. Juan, I'm going to walk away now <laughs> so we can confirm or deny whether or not she really wants your attention. And I text my little sister like, I need you to call me right now. Why do we always use Dawn? Because <laughs> Dawn is reliable, okay? Yeah. She is. So me and this young lady have a conversation. The way that she... Her interaction within the conversation let me know one of two things. We read the room completely wrong and she has no interest in me or she's a terrible conversationalist. And I'm more likely to believe option one. That we read the room wrong? Mm-hmm. Nah, fam. No, absolutely no way. I don't I don't believe there was any interest there. She um, did she did suggest a fire brunch spot. Well, fire per her recommendations. Can you trust her recommendations, though? She's a bad conversationalist. Or she just doesn't have interest in me. Well, I told you what the other option was, but... I mean, look. When you look... Okay, I'm, let me try to say this as humble as I can. Mm-mm, don't drop the H. When you look at the other folks in the room, we were one of the only ones in a similar age range to her. I was definitely the only man in a room in a, in a similar age range to her. So maybe she's just like, you know, this is one of my peers. And I might have, and I was, I was dressed up. So I might have been slightly aesthetically pleasing, but that's probably all it was. 
Or she was just being a good event planner and trying to make sure everybody was feeling the vibes. I love how you're shooting all of this, Belle. I do. It's hilarious. However, I think it's option two and not option number one as far as the list that you gave. Um, I think... (laughs) Sorry. I'm thinking about... Yeah, yeah. Should I just should I tell her? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but um, no. I think given that scenario that you just set up with mm-hmm. with being very few like options in the room, that can be a little bit intimidating. So because even after y'all talked, like, and I'm like, oh, okay, well that was like, because I'm I'm thinking. They gonna talk like they gonna get something going. Why it's gonna be like okay, cool, whatever. And I, he came back. It was like they. I don't even think they talked for like five minutes because I was on the phone with Dawn for like three. And then Dawn started walking over, and I was like, oh, that was short. <laughs> so you I, know when a conversation ain't going well, you're losing energy yourself. And, I'm like, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and you just back out of there. Exactly, you gonna mosey away, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like. I say all that to say, from her standpoint, I think it it may have been a little bit intimidating or a little bit just like too much at at one time. And she might just be an awkward conversationalist who's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't look too interested. Like, obviously, he caught me lurking. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) maybe maybe I should, you know, play a little bit more aloof. I don't know. It didn't help that I wasn't from D.C. And I feel like you can't hit you can't hit anybody with a, you know, I'm only here for the day because that's scandal. It is. And that's why that's why I laughed earlier. Like, should I tell her I'm only here for a day? <laughs> like, no, because what are you trying to tell her and tell her <laughs> yeah, this? No, I don't want to send that signal. <laughs> right. Oh Even though for you avid podcast listeners, you know, I got the just in case playlist. I mean, you painting this narrative, not me. So yeah, that was DC. Nobody was tampered with. <laughs> but we on a, a roll of not being tampered with. We are on a roll of not being tampered with. I think we should continue to be on this roll, but that's just me. Speaking of the just in case playlist, so I've curated a new playlist. It's fire, part of normal. Which led me to start thinking, what goes into a good playlist? Oh, that's a good one. Is this like, um, it's like what goes into a good album, except with a mixture of artists and not just one. Um, so like one of, one of the top qualities of a good album for me is very, very rare. And that's the no skip rule. So like you can just put it on, hit play, and there's a song for every mood that you're in as far as the playlist goes um or it just it just hits a streak of songs where it's like oh this is a good one oh this is a good one oh this is a good one like mm-hmm. that's that's a good playlist so um like i have playlists for different reasons and different purposes mm-hmm. um if i just want to be in my um like my relaxed vibes but i don't want a lot of words 
Um, I'm going to go with something that's more instrumental. So like, yeah, slander me if you must, but I am a lo-fi slash chill hop fan. Um. <laughs> okay. See, that's that slander I, I was I talking about. Nah. Okay. <laughs> that ain't your normal. Okay. okay. Whatever, man. Okay. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person. So I'll, I'll put that on, um, Especially if I'm trying to write. So, like, if I need to write something, which I haven't been listening to, which is why I haven't been writing as much. But um, if I need to, like, if I need to get something done where I need to focus, which is why they call it, like, study music um, or chill hop. It's, like, jazz fused with hip-hop beats. So, Mm -hmm. and my dad raised me on jazz, and I love hip-hop. So, it just seemed like a good fusion for me. Um, If I'm cleaning, I'm throwing in my old school playlist. Anita Baker's coming on at some point while I'm cleaning. If I'm cooking, it might be some neo soul or some R and B, something like that. Um, if I just want to chill, like chill, chill, and what's the word? Like, like de stress a little bit. I'm throwing on worship music. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, and it's, it's going to be a mix of contemporary and black worship. But like I'm throwing on worship music because like I need to center my mind elsewhere other than the things that I'm stressing about. So like I have different playlists for different moods. But for every one of those playlists, the ones that I've curated myself or the ones that I've been sent thanks to Dewan, um, it's not a lot of tracks where I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear this right now. You know, like I'm not skipping it a lot. Like it's just one after another like oh this is a good vibe this continues the mood that i'm feeling oh this speaks to the situation that i'm in right now so that's my thing okay okay how about you uh well for me my playlist i never really go for a specific type of genre i make really i make my playlist seasonal okay um you do seasonal or thematic so I will I will make a playlist about like romance or a playlist about inspiration, but it doesn't all have to be the same genre. Um, quality music is the number one. How do you define quality? Um, whatever whatever vibe you're going for, mm-hmm. the artist has to be able to clearly articulate that in a way where the the musicality of it is near excellent and their and their writing slash performing of this is near excellent i need an example okay so like for for the you wasn't outside no that's a that's a easy go to but like the original playlist that i have where it's like um chill vibes right Who, Al- so who's like name some artists off that Alan playlist. Stone the unaware song oh I love that song mm-hmm. yeah the musicality of that is like excellent and his performance in that song is amazing is that the one where like I I'd heard the song before and then like you put up the YouTube video and mm-hmm. it was a white guy and mm-hmm. I was like no he's not yep uh okay that makes sense <laughs> the other thing is i like to um 
kind of get songs that aren't super mainstream. Mm-hmm. Which I, I do agree, your playlist shouldn't have that many skippable songs. But I feel like people who who hear my playlist for the first time, you um, you might skip some because you like, oh, let me get to a song that I know, and mm-hmm. the, most of it isn't gonna be songs that you know. But when you listen to them, you're like, oh, these them boys. So, um, one, I appreciate that generally for the playlist that you've sent, it's all people that I don't necessarily know. And it is the people you know. It's a song from them you haven't heard. Exactly. So on this most recent one, um, I, I just, I glanced at what the track listing was and I was like, okay, I know a few of these artists. I would never put them on the same song together. So I'm curious as how this sounds. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's one of the things I really appreciated. Um, the other thing is generally for me, when I do find a new, like if I find a song by a new mm-hmm. artist, I'm the type of person that I'm going to go listen to their entire discography if I can find it. Like I want to see if there's other things by them that I like. So See, I still don't do it because I'm usually disappointed. <laughs> I'm usually disappointed. Yeah, it don't always work out. <laughs> like, uh, like phony people. After I f- found Why I Love the Moon, mm-hmm. not that their discography isn't good, mm-hmm. but nothing gave me that same feel. Yeah, sometimes you find them one-off hits, and it's like, man, I thought I thought mm-hmm. this was something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd yeah. be disappointing. And I like to keep um, the the aesthetic consistent so like this this most recent playlist the bpm is similar for every song the instruments are similar for every song even if the content of the songs are different yes so because it ain't jarring i don't want you to be like listening to living my life like it's golden and then the millie beat come on and you're like fam i'm completely taking completely different mindset yeah Yeah, um so I noticed that earlier while I was driving because I like I couldn't tell because I was I was focused on where I was going mm-hmm. not necessarily listening to the music. There was a point where I was like, I can't tell if this song is the same song or a different song. It just kind of like faded into the next song. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Good job. How do you how do you? So when you're creating a, a playlist or curating a playlist the way that you like to say, mm-hmm. um, how do you find songs to fit together like that? I have multiple uh, platforms that I use to scour out music. You just have to know what you're looking for, what sound you're looking for. Okay. I'm not gonna tell the people my multiple platforms because no, I'm not asking you to do that at all. Yeah, y'all can't get the secret sauce, but you gotta know <laughs> what you're looking for. Okay. Um, and then there's enough platforms where you should be able to find that. You should be able to come across something yeah. that fits what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. And if you can't, just hit me up. I freely give these playlists. You do. I appreciate that. I so, freely give these playlists. Curator of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> what is the favorite playlist mm-hmm. that you've created or top top five and are you gonna make these available for the people to hear they are available no i mean like oh i'll put the most recent playlist yes in the in the description thank you that's what I'm my talking favorite about. okay top mm, top five 
the original Chill Vibes playlist. Okay. Name some artists off there, please. It has uh, Taylor Bennett and Chance's uh, Broad Shoulders. Oh. Um, it has uh, We Were Raised Under Grey Skies. JP. It has um, River is on there. Like, Leon Bridges. Okay. Um, the one that gets the party going is the You Wasn't Outside playlist. And it is all your favorite picnic music. Before I Let Go, mm-hmm. Outstanding, uh, Return of the Mac. Well, um, we got some Tina Marie on there. Like, it's just a. It's, Square Biz? Yeah, we got Square Biz. Okay. A little, little Stevie on there, everything you want. So, then it's most recent one. So, that's three. Mm hmm. Um, for my my curation of Frank Ocean's greatest hits, I'm unfamiliar with this playlist. Man, it's so look Frank Frank Ocean is Frank be giving us stuff. He's the Lupe Fiasco <laughs> of R and B to me. Explain. Like Frank Ocean's writing is so dense. Mm-hmm. He makes his his music enjoyable on a surface level in all of the layers that he puts in is makes it even more enjoyable okay i see what you're saying okay because I, f- I feel like when when you <laughs> when you mentioned lupe fiasco people who actually know who he is and rock with him are always going to come from that underrated argument like he's so underrated he's think, not for mainstream i think frank is underrated i think the people who know know but see i, th- I feel like frank is more um widely known and accepted than lupe when like people t- people know people know kick push from lupe and that's about it and people know thinking about you from frank touche okay and that's yeah. about it yeah they don't know pyramids first of all they might know novocaine oh i think a lot more people know novocaine knights pink and white okay i mean you okay touche touche but it's kick push. That's that's how people know. But no, look, they don't even appreciate. Listen his to Frank. Panda listen, freestyle. Listen to Frank. And then I don't know. I don't have a maybe my um my twist out music playlist. What's on your twist out music playlist? And why do some I not Janelle have this? Some Janelle Monae, Cranes in the Sky, some Janae Aiko. We got a uh, Soul Sister. Got some Lauren Hill on there. Got some Andre and Erica on there. Like, why are you withholding this twist out playlist? I thought I sent it to you. I might send it to Don. Oh bad. You know Don only twist out the gospel music. Don't do that. <laughs> he turned it. <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> you were not funny. <laughs> Don't slander oh. Don like this. <laughs> Don, that's the homie. Mm. Why do you hate that me and Don are developing? I told you about this. I don't like when y'all uh, when y'all are on one accord. It mm. doesn't end well for me. Why not? Because first of all, one of the things I love about Dawn is that she is petty, mm-hmm. and I love it that she's petty because it gives me. Um, license and it reassures me and my pettiness. I know if I say something that sounds like it's sideways, Dawn more than likely is going to go with me. 
she's not going to rebuke me. You are ultimate troll. So -hmm. you can't put petty and troll together. It's just you got to be petty to troll. It's a bad combination, though. Look, man, me and Dawn are working on our friendship because we've done nothing but slander each other and argue for Mm -mm. a year and a half. Mm -mm. She has not slandered you. Dawn hasn't slandered you? She has not slandered you. You sound so shocked. I'm not going to open up old wounds. We're working on our friendship. She hasn't slandered you. She's rejected you. There's a difference. No, she's slandered me multiple times, but we're moving on. Okay. Now we're going to lead with love. Right. You keep saying this. What does that mean? Lead with love? Mm Mm-hmm. That, that means you know you gotta you gotta affirm people's value in their in your life. Okay. I can't af- affirm people's value in their own life. That's something for them to work out themselves. Mm-hmm. But I can let them know that they're valuable in mine. And the way that I do that is I lead with love. Okay. How is that different from how you troll though? Specifically in this case, not with Don. Yeah. Because. The trolling was based on romantic pursuit. Me letting Dawn know that she's a valuable human being in my life. Detached from romance completely. Because the romance, again for the listeners, was a troll. (laughs) There was no genuine pursuit. Clear it up. Yeah. So. Wait. So why, why are you trolling people with romance? Why? Um... Who hurt you? Plenty of people. You want me to call them? No, I don't. Actually, do not call anybody who's hurt you. Europe, you on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could get a conversation off of at least one of them. Okay, this is not going to be the podcast where we figure this out. Mm-mm. No? No. All right. Can you make Alexa turn the lights on? Hey, Alexa, turn on the lights. All of them. Alexa, turn on all of the lights. Thank you. It was getting real dark. Speaking of exes. <laughs> what? What's this? Do you have a story that is the sickest way you tried to pull one of those? I think I want my family back moments. I think I want my family back moments. Nah. Oh, so this just. Oh, what let did me you be do? Vulnerable. What did you do? <laughs> um, it had been a while since I seen this young lady. Mhm. Maybe six months. Okay. Maybe even longer. And even uh, uh, six months before we just like bumped into each other. So, the water goes out at my crib. I hit her up like, yo. Intricate. My water down. Think I could just crash on the couch for the night? Y'all can't see my face right now. There is nothing but discouraging looks right now. Don't laugh. (laughs) You ain't had nobody else you could call. Couldn't. The collective was busy. Mm-hmm. You got family, bro. They live on the east side. Okay. 
you you get to work somehow. The only the only one that live around here. You got a wife and two kids. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to invade space. Mm, best friends. My best friend is married. Okay. I'm not seeing a problem with this, but proceed. Tell your story. And I would have to go further to get to her house. Don't you have a gym membership, bro? Like a lot of them <laughs> I'm just saying there are ways but go ahead tell your story I told you this was so I had ulterior motives oh I got you okay no I missed that that part of the story um she hit me back and said couch just put in your room <laughs> I know that sounds wild. And I promise I was untampered with. Nobody was tampered with. Nobody was tampered with. Okay. So we watch a movie and fall asleep. I I guess I jumped. It worked, people. (laughs) (laughs) Let's sequence the story. Fell asleep. Woke up. She made me breakfast and coffee. Then I had to go to work. I haven't seen her since. <laughs> so it's, it was like you had your we had family a, yeah, back. We had a wonderful time. Dang. It was enjoyable. But every time we bump into each other, it's enjoyable, and we just don't speak again. Until the next time you bump into each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm, I'm trying to think if I had one of those type of moments. Where it was like, but I feel like, yes. The thing with like, so yes, I remember a time. What time do you remember? You t- what time do you remember? Now, Danita has many friends. First of all, no, I don't. <laughs> that enjoy going to movies. She also I, has friends that enjoy going to all of the large released movies. And you know, one movie we definitely went to go see: mm-hmm. Star Wars. Okay. Who's we? The gang. Okay. And when did y'all go see this? Multiple times that weekend. Uh, no, no, no. When did y'all go see this? Be specific. Opening night. The night after. The night after that. Okay. When, which Star Wars movie are we talking about? Just to give the audience a context. Uh, it might have been episode eight. Might have been episode seven. I don't know. Which one came out in 17? I have no idea because I think you, it was episode eight. You know, I'm really bad with dates. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know what you're what you're talking about. Uh-huh. OK. OK. I, somebody. Yeah, you, <clears throat> the nigga was at home chilling. I was not at home. Flipped open her phone. I was at my brother's house. Flipped open her phone. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, I know all my friends going to go see this movie, but nah, I'm on a different speed tonight. Is that what you is that what happened? Picked up the phone, dialed 287 330 8004. I called Mike Jones. Said, Hey, Shate. Wow. And you spelled it S H A W T A Y. He said, Yo, two O's. Cause he didn't want to seem formal, but he also didn't want to seem like he was pressed. So you said, 
Are you trying to be one with the force? <laughs> That's all he, you got? He said, you trying to be on the dark side? First of all. You said, say less. I'm emailing you our ticket confirmations. <laughs> this freestyle story is hilarious. That's not what happened at all. So, yeah. So, so- y'all show up. You know, you like I already got the snacks. I already pre-ordered that when I got our tickets. How do you how do you pre-order snacks? You could do that on the app. I'm unaware. You was aware that night. Look at you knowing stuff. You was like, hey, look, I got this large popcorn, but you told the person up front, man, fill that thing halfway up. I don't even like popcorn. I know that's why I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> now the reason why she got the large popcorn with half of it filled so when they went to reach for the popcorn their hands connected in the middle of the bucket but you need enough space in the bucket so so how many times have you tried that and got that off i'm learning from you as you go oh okay that's what this is got the large pop two straws because you know you ain't want to you know seem too thirsty Mixed it up, little orange drink with some lemonade, little Sprite to top it off. Give it that extra. <laughs> Watch. First of all, that Star Wars movie was long. She ain't even, you know, following the plot alone. She thinking, what are we about to hit next? It was a Monday. You said, man, let's go to Ruby Tuesdays because you trying to let them know. The night does not end here. Okay, so a couple things. And that's the version that I heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what the streets brought back to me. I was like, dang, I didn't even know she was giving it up like that, you know? That is the version that I didn't even know she was really out here, you know, with that much game. First of all, you have told me over numerous occasions that I have no game whatsoever. You can imagine None. my surprise when I got the story. <laughs> so that freestyle version was real cute. Um, that drink recipe does sound fire. The orange pop with the, the lemonade and a little bit of Sprite to give it that extra. What was it again? What are you trying to give it? Yeah, that. Um, no, but I, this was... It had to be around like Christmas, either Thanksgiving or Christmas, because Dawn was home. Christmas, a little yeah. gift to yourself. It, first of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's <is> sick. <laughs> Niggas gifting their family to themselves. That's why that's sick. <laughs> What's that my present this year? Sick. My family. My family. <laughs> no, so it was it was after Christmas. So um, my me and my ex did go see um, whatever Star Wars movie that was. Episode eight okay sure whatever episode that was and i think me and dawn had like spent the day together earlier so we running around shopping or whatever it was we was doing that day and um at the time i was still living with my brother so this was like after our divorce or whatever but it wasn't um like a super long time after so it was weird because that was like the like first Christmas we had spent apart like officially apart apart so I was just like I am not doing anything my brother 
and his wife were like with his in-laws family my little sister was out with one of her friends and I was like man this sucks <laughs> I'm bored <laughs> and I'm by myself all y'all was doing stuff you was over at your family house Brittany was over at Tony's Dufay was with Cherie and Corzetta was with her family so like all the collective was busy like everybody was busy so I text my ex and I was like, what are you doing? And will you go see a movie with me so I don't have to go see it by myself? So, so far, I'm not wrong. Yeah, you are in all of your wrong details. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy popcorn at the movies. I only eat popcorn if somebody else buys it because I don't eat a lot and I'm not trying to waste my own money. Um, there was no large popcorn. There was no yo with two O's and none of that. That the the random details that you just painted that picture of. This is why you're the poet. But um, but yeah. So I just asked him if he wanted to go to a movie, and it wasn't like I was trying to get my family back or anything like that. It was just like I know you ain't doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. Fam <laughs> just called it straight for no reason. <laughs> No, because it's like I because I had been around him and then married to him for so long, I kind of knew what the Christmas traditions were. So it's like I know you ain't doing nothing right now. Um, so yeah, we went and go saw we went and saw that movie, which I think was like two hours. You exaggerating? No, that was a, a long movie. It felt like two hours. You can you gonna you gonna look it up? Yeah. Okay. Continue with your story, though. So then when we walked out of the theater, Dawn and her friend walked in. And she was like, what you doing here? And I asked her, what are you doing here? Because Dawn was also um, with the friend that we had Trying questions about. Episode, uh, her episode. Get her episode back. <laughs> <laughs> what episode? She didn't have a family. She just had an episode. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get her family back. Two hours and 30 minutes is the runtime of that movie. But never mind. Cook. Cook. Cook? Ain't, ain't nothing to cook. That's cook it. Cook queen. That's it. That's all. That's what it was. So at the, the thing about that, which is why I didn't consider it as us trying to get my family back type situation, mm-hmm. was because like the entire time um, that I was sitting there with him, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like this don't feel like a person I like am cool with or a person I was like friends with it's like this is just a person here watching a movie and like when we walked out of the theater and everything it was just like okay well that was a decent movie you know it's not like we generally when I leave movies um I like converse with the person about the movie and stuff like that and it was just like okay well we just killed apparently two hours and 30 minutes of time Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it wasn't like, ah, I missed this. This was nice. That wasn't one of those occasions. I want to say I've had other occasions like that, though. I'm just drawing a blank. Give me, give me some time. I'll come back to it. Was that the last time y'all went out? That we went out? Yes. It wasn't the last time we, like, talked. Hung. That's the last time y'all hung out? I want to say yes. No. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The, no, the last time we hung out actually was like, aw, I missed this. What is it? 
this? Oh, yeah, computer. But that was just like, it was, it was just like a random day that I went to his parents' house to go pick up my mail. Um, so I used to live with his parents for a while. That's a different uh, story. So his parents' house was my mailing address. And I thought I had forwarded everything. Apparently I haven't. So I still occasionally get mail at his parents' house. Um, so like I went over there one day to go pick up my mail and his mom was home and his dad was home. Um, and then he like, he popped up. So whatever. Um, but like, it was one of those, this was like, I, I miss my family type situations because like when I walked in, I text his mom, let her know I was on my way. She said, okay, I'm here. And it was so, it was so cute and awe to me because she was like, I'm here and dad is here and like i called his dad my dad because his dad is dope and i called his mom mom because his mom is pretty cool too so she like she's like i'm here and dad's here so you know ring the doorbell one of us will answer and i said okay cool i'll be there in a little bit um so when i got there it was just like stepping back in time and like just walking in she's um the way the house is set up it's like there's stairs by the front door so like when I walk through the front door, you see stairs. And so like we started talking, of course, because I haven't talked to her in a long time. Um, I haven't talked to his dad in a long time. So <laughs> it was so funny. Like me, I'm standing by the door. His mom is sitting on the stairs and we're having a conversation. His dad walks up the stairs from the basement. His dad is um really really into video games. Yeah. Like he plays like Call of Duty and stuff like that. So he had um halo and call of duty so he had just gotten offline he was taking a break um while a couple more people in his party joined so they could start another session or whatever so he came upstairs um out of the basement to like go use the bathroom then he went in the kitchen and like he walked past the doorway and he saw me standing there and he goes oh hey danita and i'm like hi <laughs> like how are you he goes long time no see how you been and so we started catching up um, and it was all like, it was all nice and heartwarming and stuff. And it's like, well, how you been? What's been going on? How's the family? Blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, oh, I miss this. <laughs> See, that is the thing about wanting your family back. So much changes yeah. over there. You know, in my previous family, the, the baby sisters in school now. Oh, man. But I can't update. And I, I'll see, look, it's almost Halloween. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I took her trick-or-treating on her first, like, real when Aww. she could walk trick-or-treating. And it was funny because, you know, she that's looks adorable. just like my ex. Mm-hmm. So that's her thought, little sister. Yeah, people thought that was our daughter mm-hmm. who was out trick-or-treating. So I take her to the door. The man was handing her candy. And he was like, you want to give your daddy some? And she looked at me like, <laughs> wine? <laughs> the she didn't say wine, but she was like, the shade. No. <laughs> I'm not sharing with him. <laughs> but then she got, she got scared of something. And then I had to carry her because she was like, no, I'm not touching the ground again. No. Terrified. That's adorable. But now she's in school. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm missing all of this. Yes. Yes. So the, um, 
thing with me and you see what happened when they leave us by ourselves right <laughs> <laughs> we started reminiscing about i want our families back i still don't yeah, want my let family me back my phone but put your phone down don't be sending no text messages <laughs> how's school stop <laughs> She can't text yet. Leave her alone. She just started. No, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna call her. Hey yo, Mm-mm. put the baby on. Put the baby on the phone. <laughs> anybody, anybody call her for you, girl. Uh, don't nobody want to talk to you. Where your sister at? No, um, no, my um, my ex's sister had a baby. Like right, right, right around the time where we finalized everything. So it was funny when I went to his parents' house. Um, there was like a ton of baby stuff around. And at first, I was like, why is all this... Ba- <gasps> That's why all this baby stuff is... It? She's here. Because she was, she was pregnant like when we split. So mm. I was like, oh, she's actually here, here. That much time has passed. And they're like, oh, she's saying these words. She had a daughter. Like, she's saying these words. And she can, you know, do this, that, and the third. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So much time has passed. Jeez. So if you're listening to this, you want your family back? Go for it. Don't do not do that. Don't listen to Dewan. That's not what none of this meant. Himself on the pod. Ooh, ooh, I can't believe it. No. Oh, oh, she all on me. On me. Ah, ah, I think she want me. Want me. Ah, ah, can't leave her lonely. No. What's the next topic? Man, you don't understand. She make the people say, yeah. Why Wayne? <laughs> Wayne? <laughs> Wayne created mumble rap. Now I'm gonna put you out. Oh, you keep running on now. Yeah. And if your man come tripping, I'm gonna show him what this chance is. 2010. Okay. Who else was. I'm not, I'm not gonna credit Lil Wayne for mumble rap. I'm not. He mumbled. He mumbled a whole verse. And yes, people, the collective has made enough money to buy auto tune. <laughs> That's what we did with our money. <laughs> <laughs> That's really why you're in these pros. So, <laughs> surely it is. Wait, so Corzetta, who sings very well, Britney, who sings very well, and Dewan is the one with the auto tune because the collective made enough money for it? Why? Make it make sense. Okay, because Corzetta can sing. Mm-hmm. She also has a family, so okay. she don't have to get her family back. Britney is making her family as we speak. She got the husband part down. Now they baby Verity is coming. (laughs) You're about to name a baby Verity. Also, shout out to Corzetta's little sister. She just had her baby too. Family of the collective. Hey. We glad to hear that you and your child is happy and healthy. Don't scan your baby into 2K like Corzetta's. (laughs) She figuring it out. I think she the second archetype she going with the baby is a lockdown defender. Okay, I don't know what none of this stuff means. Chris just wants his game back. <laughs> he just Paul Chris. He didn't ask for none of this. <laughs> Him and Joey are flanked by women. They the are. House. They they are very blessed. They are blessed. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to say. But stressed. Nope, nope, no, they ain't no stress. Don't worry about it. They're cool. They're chilling. And yes, I'm a mess, but I'm blessed to be here with you. Sometimes it gets unhealthy. We can't be by ourselves. We will always need each other. 
Somebody come help me. <laughs> Dewan is in control of the mics. He keeps randomly auto-tuning things. Please what's, send what's help. What's the over-under that you think they're going to let us do another episode by ourselves? They're not. No, we need supervision. And by we, I mean you. Me? Yeah, I'm not the one over here wilding with auto-tune. I'm trying to find my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she going to come for the auto-tune, bro. I don't know if she listening here. Nah. But... Oh my goodness. You know, T Pain is married and has been his entire career, right? I gotta stop writing poetry about women I dealt with. No, I'm saying T Pain had a wife before the auto tune. To the to the gorgeous woman with the moonlit skin. Oh my goodness. I get it. Now you dropping bars on the, the pie. What is the next topic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to do this with you. <laughs> what poem are we doing? So this week's poetry breakdown is is it Garfield? Is it the Garfield or Bob and the Bland? Which one do you feel like doing? Um, I was about to say something really dark. Since we're talking about getting our families back, do you want to go? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, we gonna call Bob and the Bland. <laughs> Talk about getting our family back. Do you have any questions for Garfield? I don't know about okay that shutter I'm afraid let's let's wait till we get more of the collective for Carterfield yeah I think that might be best okay so ball win the blend here we go wait Baldwin once said to be negro in this country and relatively conscious is to be enraged all of the time you ever felt like your words were too holy for the ears of profane listeners? Imploding atmospheres, you grew tired of doing apologetics on your tears, teaching this world that being black and human aren't diametrically opposed. You couldn't compose yourself in respectability or whatever other suit coonery wears nowadays. You, you shot stairs like knives, separating the supremacist from their soul. You've been denigrated too long and they just want to bite their hand at fees, but you let them see. Even the smallest bodies have a tightened form. Your voice lightning storms, disrupting the sleep of the house nigga. Each riff, the cries of a thousand mothers who had to hold up entire movements at the eulogies, who had to hold back tears and cold bodies they once called their sons, or mothers who pay fees to call their sons, stuck in this world where you rather eat the steak than escape the illusion, the agencies, you've given up your agency. You know the magician for who he is, but you rather fall for the prestige. Because for you, to be blind is to be pristine, to be dignified. Nigga, I can see the watermelon stuck in your beard. I know, when I say nigga, it get weird. Because we're afraid to look inward. But all that shucking and jiving, I know, all that shucking and jiving is just tap toes on the coffins of our daughters. We took the Statue of Liberty's torch and brought this strange fire to the altar. I mean, sometimes in the middle of your speech, I just wish I could Conor McGregor kick the taste of self-hate off your lips, but I apologize. See, I bit my tongue and I swallowed pride. About a thousand times, I seen a whole school of despair in my mama's eyes. They taught you to hate yourself. That's why I prophesied a Columbine, but I keep telling myself, be angry and sin not. Be revolution. Make every noose a slip knot. Take every... 
stage and without blink of an eye or grin with all the wind I got left in my lungs, I just can't let you know I am not your Negro, nigga. <laughs> And that was From Baldwin to Bland, written by Dwan Bland. That poem was, in many ways, a dedication to Jason Whitlock and all cool niggas around the world. Please explain. Jason Whitlock is a sports commentator. He works for Fox Sportsnet, and he's a, very much a house nigga. So how did Jason trigger you? Do do you remember like what the the was, spark it, was? It was how vehemently he was against the Kaepernick protests. Mm, okay, so this was twenty seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. And was and just every every chance he had to be on the side of black folk, he wasn't. Okay. I'm going to get back to the poem, but that does lead me to a question. Do you feel like every black person who's put in a position to speak has to speak for black people? Um, not necessarily. But if you're going to speak on a subject and you're always on the not black side, if you always are appeasing to the corporations. Mm hmm. Sound like a little coonery in me. <laughs> it, it does. You you have a problem with that. Yes, and, and especially if you hide it under the guise of respectability pro, uh, politics. And I get, there was a time in this country where respectability politics was a means of survival. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to diminish that, even though, <laughs> even though I do take a diss at it today. Because we've yeah. moved on. Yeah. We're further along today than we was. But, yeah, no, I'm not rolling. Okay. So I have a a couple of uh, favorite bars in this poem. Um, This is a lot of people's favorite poem. So one of the reasons why I like this poem so much is because, to, to me, it gives a little bit of insight into why you do your day job. Um. So that's just like... This is one of the. This is one of the poems that shows a facet of Dewan that's not just tragic. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Um. I think everybody in the collective has like things that they are peak at. Like Brittany and Corsetta are the the are the best Christian poets. Mm-hmm. You do the best story poems. Fate is like the love poet of the group. For sure. And when it comes to like blackness, that's Angry my blackness. Bad. Yeah. Angry blackness, happy blackness, yeah. thoughtful blackness, tragic blackness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely are the, the black writer of the group. Um and you, you do it so well. And so there's a couple of lines or a couple of bars in this one that, that really stand out to me. Um, and I, I can remember us reacting in rehearsals too. Um, one of them is the um, I saw a whole school of despair in my mama's eyes, and that's why I prophesied. Yeah. Uh, uh, I apologize. See, I bit my tongue and I swallowed pride about a thousand times. I seen the whole school of despair in my mama's eyes. They taught you to hate yourself. 
and that's why I prophesied Calibon. Did you just make the sound? The gun noise? Yes. I'm sorry, I watch Battle Rap. <laughs> but no, um, it's definitely, you know, I think the, the of course it was the, the school theme, but I think the, the, the end result of accepting self-hate mm-hmm. is self-destruction. Or, and by that I mean communal destruction of blacks. Okay. So. Okay. That's one of them. Um, what's the other one? It's not the Conor McGregor. Uh, I can see the watermelon stuck in your beard? Yes. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. No. Sometimes I just want a Conor McGregor kick. Yes. Now people don't ever react to that bar though. I mean I think it's because everything that comes before and after it. Okay. Because before we got the you know the magician for who he is mm-hmm. to fall for the prestige. Because for you to be blind is to be pristine, to be dignified. Nigga, I can see the watermelon stuck in your beard. That people people laugh. yeah, they go off on that one, yeah. Then my bar this was my favorite bar of the, of the whole first show. I know when I say nigga, it get weird, and that's because we afraid to look inward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, because I just think layered. <laughs> it is. It is. People don't get. But the crowd up. was like, "It is weird, though." Uh-huh. <laughs> like, they got stuck on the first part of that. It like, is weird. They got stuck but on the setup. But then you hear the reaction. Yeah. Later when they like. Oh. For yeah. sure. No, I was thinking of. Um, my, my my favorite my absolute favorite line comes toward the end of it and it is the call to action mm-hmm. and you just it's said with just so much like passion and like rawness I'm like ah how do you sit still after that and it's um I don't know the setup but the <coughs> B revolution oh uh it is Because it comes out the, that's why I prophesied a Columbine. But I keep telling myself, be angry and sin not, be revolution, so we can make every noose a slip knot. That's what it is, and I love that bar because it. You can you can give me your your actual thoughts behind it, but my interpretation of it is struggling to be black in a country that devalues black people but still trying to live out the call that christ gives you as a christian like do you put your christianity before your blackness do you put your blackness before christianity like how do you make the two mesh yeah and of course we do all things to honor god christ comes first Mm -hmm. i think Blackness is a part of God's design for us. Mm-hmm. The, the diversity of, I, I feel, however someone was created is God's artwork. And people who are being devalued because they are black yeah, are being devalued because of God's artwork. Mm-hmm. And so... The be safe bars. <laughs> to me, I don't have to, I don't have to dial down my blackness. Like, like, if God created you a singer, this is a terrible analogy. Not a terrible analogy, but it falls apart. If God created you and gave you the gift of singing, mm-hmm. of course you're a Christian first. Mm-hmm. But you you, you amplify your gift and honor to God 
and that's just a part of how he created you. Right. Another part of how he created you is whatever your racial identity is. Mm-hmm. Even though that, that that's man made, but God set up all of this stuff. Right. Like if he could if he could set up kingdoms, mm-hmm. leaders of kingdoms, mm-hmm. you don't think he set up some of these social constructs? Or he inspired the thought that set up these social constructs? That's a theory of mine. You don't have to run with it, but I'm thought. <laughs> Be revolution. <laughs> you can make it make every slip. slip not. Like, I and this is this line. is one of my only black poems where I'm talking to black people specifically. Like y'all wilding. Yeah. 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 So um, I think this will be the last question, but I'm not sure if you explained it. Why did you call it Baldwin the Bland? Why? Because Baldwin once said. <laughs> Who's Baldwin? What Baldwin? James Baldwin. Um, you. you know, it came in the time of my life where I was reading a lot of Baldwin, reading a lot of Tanahasi Coates, and like, and it, it came. I wrote it after watching I Am Not Your Negro. That's why okay. it's bookended with Baldwin quotes. But Baldwin's disposition when he was speaking truth to people who needed it was what Baldwin was always the smoothest dude in the world, mm-hmm. slickest talker. Mm-hmm. Smallest dude in stature, but would say some of the most audacious things to you hmm. with like boldness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially around race, and I, th- I wanted to write a poem that embodied that. So, um, the inspiration from Baldwin came to me to write this poem. From reading his work and listening to his speeches, like, mm-hmm. just just really delving into his mind and in the content that he left us. Okay, now where does that put you in there? I think in many like Tanahasi Coates says he he considers himself like a spiritual son, a Baldwin. I'm not going to say I'm a spiritual son of Baldwin. I'm a spiritual son of Christ. But I do think okay. um, Baldwin is a big influence on my life. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, and, you know, I want to I wanna just give honor to those who inspired me. And I have a trend of, of quoting people who inspired me. You do. Wait till, wait till I drop this child support poem. Uh-oh. Did you finish that? Almost. Okay. Almost. But the opening quote, I'm not going to give you all the opening quote. The opening quote, I'm not going to give it to you. The opening quote comes from Dr. Seuss. Is it all the places you will go? Nope. Okay. Nope. I'll body that poem. I'm from what sure I you do. I'm hating. Let's look at Flint. Them kids couldn't even drink, clean, or bathe in the water. And y'all told me so much had changed since them days we used to wade in the water. But they poisoned a whole city of kids just for some pennies they could save with the water. And they told us black aggression was the reason our youth was dying. And we replied, wait, it's the water. More to be shown. You just heard a preview of the child support poem by DeWine Bland. To catch the rest... It's, it's, not gonna be, it's not going to be in November. Okay. Well, to catch the rest, 
this November I am giving y'all pop up somewhere a lot of group poems and then Castaway is gonna be my individual poem I cannot wait for the world to hear Castaway it, I know what I had to do it is what you think it is but not quite that's the beauty of the collective writing okay we're gonna get to this and then get to something else but <laughs> every year people have cried at our shows and every year is this a good thing or a bad thing we've been able to pinpoint the poem that's gonna do it so we already knew pure imagination the first yeah pure imagination was gonna get them we already knew I mean last year we knew pure imagination catch 22 Garfield like <laughs> It was some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the first year we were like, yo, family reunion at home. At home. Bro. This year? Who knows? You need to fight Mike at it. Uh, you need to fight Mike at it this year. Perception? No. Fatherhood. <laughs> Crying on perception. Man, first of sick. all, look, all right? Crying on perception. Yeah, pilots is, is the that's one. what it's called. Okay, it's the one that's gonna do it. Oh man, oh man, I want to cry now thinking about it. Oh man, so um, catch us on November thirtieth. Maybe maybe the group piece, Parenthood. We gotta stop giving them group piece. <laughs> hey, look, y'all gotta come to the show. Look, we cooking, smoking with cigarettes. Nobody is smoking in the collective. All right, man. Buy your tickets. November 30th at 138 Stimson. You can hit up any of the collective for tickets. You can hit up our Facebook page. The link will be on there. The link will be in the bio for this. Follow us on all social media outlets, a.k.a. Instagram and Facebook. Um, Like, share, subscribe. Allegedly, we have a collective Twitter. I still haven't laid eyes on it, but you know, collective bit. Yeah, follow us, like us, share, subscribe, tag Brittany so she know y'all do it. <laughs> she said on every episode, so yeah. We'll have at y'all when we all at y'all. It's okay, I'm right here with you. What we've been doing is looking at the data, and we know that police somehow manage to de-escalate, disarm, and not kill white people every day. So what's going to happen is we are going to have equal rights and justice in our own country, or we will restructure their function and ours. Let's take a moment to stand and observe the hell we live in No matter how hot a fire, it never melt the system Some could help but didn't, we fill up the jails and prisons You don't believe that's a business, only yourself you're kidding But now they're killing our people, it's all on television Them cops went home to they people, turn on the television I tell my son, careful what you learn on television He 15, he don't know what I mean, don't know about yet Doubt and suspect, outset to controlled outlets From those who don't wanna let us out yet Land of the free, the home of the brave, nah can't let us be, we've grown from slaves It's there if you wanna read, I mean it's all on the page Say it's police, I just know when it's racing And it's thrown in our face
Maybe I'm lost, signs are vital to me Sandra Bland didn't come off, it's suicidal to me Y'all play around thinking we on safe ground They killed Tamir Rice and his rights right on that playground Eric was selling cigarettes, I can't breathe It was said the bigger threat he was a nigga, I bet But listen, last year I went to church with my mother Faye We sat behind Miss Gardner and it was Mother's Day She sat strong inside, I cried for her My eyes tucking the water as I was hugging his daughter Philando Castile told him he had a weapons permit Was murdered moments after without a complexion permit That's bloodshed with his daughter in the car I'm only upset for our sons and daughters tomorrow Question, how many cities we gotta march through? Signs we gotta hold up or are they trying to provoke us? Cause when them nines load up and landmines blow up And the crime don't slow up, they'll chime in and say they told us Or is it only a crime when done by poll us? Fool for thought, my mind will run off a cold cut Roaring evident, out and was off heaven sent Recorded negligence, they just ignore the evidence It make it seem as if we in your way Maybe the government is governed by the NRA That will make a diseased capital And need a capital They even legalize for the capital But be black, selling the street They get mad at you, casually clap at you It's Uncle Sam saying taxes do Our epidemic systemic Black Panther fist at the Olympics They just condemn it, hold up Said the Klan marched in Piedmont Even worse, they were protected by police arms And Baton Rouge just pictures of them in riot gear It tells me they know there's plenty reason to riot there Yet we just keep on praying while still feeling it Racism still alive, now they not concealing it Revamp shackles are gone, now we get house slippers And all us millionaires are the house niggas I ain't the only ones naked of urban outfitters White people seeing us murder they even down with us they saying let's make america great again i'm curious what time would you like to place us in were we degraded then did they enslave us then or is it ignorant for me to even say again if it's civil war then what are we civil for if this is freedom to y'all you better get us some more Here go. called whiteness uses and abuses us, burying black people out of sight and out of mind while extracting our culture, our dollars, our entertainment like oil, black gold, ghettoizing and demeaning our creations, then stealing them, gentrifying our genius, and then trying us on like costumes before discarding our bodies like rinds of strange fruit. fruit.